You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps the Networks, Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us. Uh, but before we get to the show today, you know what you got to do. You please go out there and hit up all of our social media outlets. On the Twitter, we are at TNWPod. On Instagram, you can find us at Talking Wrestling Podcast. Uh, on the Gmail, send us a Gmail at talkingwrestling at gmail.com. And on, uh, where else is the other one? Oh, Jeepers, Twitter. Oh, the Facebook. Yeah, Talking Wrestling. Uh, Facebook slash backslash Talking Wrestling. Uh, find our page there. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, remember to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, if you can uh, give us a five star rating and a favorable review, we will send you back a, uh, a postcard from the 80s vintage wrestling postcard um we have so many postcards left uh half of them are gone but half of them are still remaining so um give us a a list of your top five favorite a wrestlers from 1983 or 84 and uh, we'll see what we have and we'll send that off to you um of course if you hear us uh if you send us in a review let us know that you sent in a review by hitting us up on the gmail and uh so we can look out for your review and then get your details to send you off the postcard if you haven't got a postcard and you're one of the generous people that have given us and given us a review um please uh you know get a hold of us so we can send you that postcard um with that said uh if you're on spotify give us a little favorite or a little heart uh we are also on spotify as well so uh with that said folks um how are you hope you're good uh today we got a great episode um first time i believe this gentleman uh he will be he'll be our first uh, third time guest uh he's a great friend of the show um i would not have been able to uh, have um wrestlers on the show such as tommy dreamer uh ricky steamboat ken shamrock uh, million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Uh, this gentleman has had a hand in um, in getting me all these wrestlers to come aboard and be on the show. And he's a great um, he's a great guy and a great um, member of. Uh, uh, well, he's I was gonna say the, the wrestling community in Canada. I don't know if there's a wrestling. Yeah, he is. There, he is part of the wrestling community. Uh, he's the GM and uh, owner of uh, of Chinlock wrestling in Kingston um he's had uh and he's just fantastic and he's about to do a huge card a huge show in Kingston involving Smash Toronto Chinlock Wrestling and House of Hardcore as well as a WrestleCon involving many legends and um we're lucky to have him our first third time guest Jan Murphy's on the show today and um we're going to throw that interview right now. So, Casey, take it away in Kingston with Jan Murphy. 
All right, folks. Right now at this time, I'm uh, I'm in Kingston, Ontario, and I'm with one of my old buddies from the show, uh, th- the first three-time guest on the show. Thanks for coming on, uh, Jan Murphy. Jan, how are you? What an honor! The first three time, eh? Yeah, you're the first time. first three timer. I got to get to Booker T level five times. Oh, oh, that'll happen. That'll happen. Now, as you're driving, <laughs> as you're driving down the street in Kingston, if you look to the left and see that uh, that behind that snowbank, that's where I'm broadcasting from. I'm still homeless. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite uh, stories ever. I legitimately thought I saw you on the street, uh, and I I texted Ryan and our good friend Ryan Denis, and he's like, "Bro, he's not in Kingston." I'm like, "Oh man, this is a homeless guy." <laughs> Just had that that Erdy Lang look that you have. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's uh, it's it's yeah, it's pretty good. I'm I'm always. <laughs> I love that Erdy Lang, who's way more successful than me, looks way more homeless than me. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Erdy Lang, I and mean, the last photo I saw of him, he just, I mean, he's he's pretty much dead. Yeah, I heard he caved in his septum or something like that. So yeah, his nose nose is all flat from cocaine, and uh, it's terrible. I mean, what a talent. The guy was on the Howard Stern show for four or five years. I mean, the greatest radio show on earth. Been in movies, had it all. You know, been- not only that, he's had multiple chances. Like, um, yeah. like uh, I read his biography, kind of depressing to be honest. Because here's a guy who's so funny and so talented, and yet he he snorted it all away, uh, like on three yeah. different occasions. This is his third time now, and it's. Uh, it's sad, you know, uh, he because uh, he had Mad TV, and then he fucked that up. And then uh, the rest of his career, he, he, he said the first half of his career, he owes to Quincy Jones. Everything else after is because of Norm MacDonald. So, because Norm got him, you know, on his sitcom, in his movie, touring with him, and then introduced yeah. him to Howard. Next thing you know, he's on Howard Stern. So, you know, I just, I don't know, I hope he gets well, and... Uh, and if and uh, yeah, I hope the best for him. So, but uh, he's not—he yeah. doesn't have much to do with wrestling. So uh, I don't know why we're talking oh. about him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but okay. So we have a lot going on in wrestling, and you have even more going on in wrestling. So let's just start with you and Chinlock Wrestling, and tell me where you're at with Chinlock Wrestling. Well, we had our fourth show in December uh, this past. In Kingston, we moved to a bigger venue, which was uh, at Queen's University. There were some challenges uh, there uh, at that venue, but overall, it was it was an amazing upgrade uh, from from a church uh, gymnasium, and we had a you know another successful fundraiser, a really stacked lineup, which was intentionally done um, out of the plan for what we're doing this year. But uh, December was great. We had, for the first time, I was able to bring uh, Tyson Dukes on, who's a, somebody I've always admired on the Canadian independent wrestling scene. He's a good friend. Yeah. Been wanting him for years. You know, I got to him early enough in the year, in 2018, to get him booked. <laughs> I think I had to get to him in March to get him in December. Uh, that tells you everything you need to know about uh, his schedule. Yeah. We brought up uh, Vicky Guerrero. Uh, T.J. Wilson, uh, Tyson Kidd is a dear friend of mine. Uh, he, came, he came in for us, uh, you know, still working for WWE. That was a big, uh, very big deal for us. Tito Santana, the Hall, of, the Hall of Famer, 
came up. We had a couple of surprises in the Honky Tonk Man and uh, Madison Rain. Uh, overall, just a, a hugely fun night. We raised, you know, the, the event itself raised about $44,000. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, we had to pay the bills out of that. But, uh, you know, again, we, we turned money over to the charity at the end of the at the end of the day, and the whole reason we spent more money last year was to, to get to this year. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure what you've seen so far, uh, but I've had this vision in my head for this show that's going to happen in June since I went to a, I forget what it was called. You might remember. It was in Toronto. Uh, sorry to uh, no you know, Torontonians. It was actually in Mississauga. Um, I know it's it's offensive to uh, Torontonians to call Mississauga Toronto, but anyway, for for a guy, for a guy from small town Strathcona, Ontario, it was in Toronto. So I, I had just met Tommy Dreamer, uh, 2011. So this was March of 2012 or April of 2012. Uh, Tommy told me he was booked at this event. It was near the airport, and it was like a wrestling convention weekend of like legends and i forget what it was called legends was in the title and you, you might remember it, it i do remember for years i do yeah. remember it happening but i can't remember what it was called either it was just some sort of so, WrestleCon or or uh, yeah it was or, like a, know, legends a legends of wrestling or something yeah. Yeah. yeah so i drove up with uh, my with my now chinlock partner and best friend justin uh, kuzino we drove up because we wanted to hang out with tommy you know the friendship was still fairly new so you know still marking out big time uh, you know, having a friend like Tommy Dreamer, and it was amazing. I walked in and I went, "Wow, look at this great big hotel!" You know, wrestling legends walking around. Buddy Piper was drinking beer at the table, and you know, Dreamer was there, and there was, just saw all these legends, and there was a ring set up, and I thought, "Wow, what an amazing event!" And it's been in my head ever since. And honestly, I never thought I'd ever do anything like it fantasized about it for sure mm-hmm. but uh, by year three of chenlock and with our you know our growing foothold in kingston our growing fan base our strong relationship with other wrestling companies in ontario and our very strong relationship with our charity uh, youth diversion and its director sean quigley i started to think boy you know if this thing continues to grow and get big enough maybe in in a couple of years or you know by year 10 we could look at doing something similar to what i saw in in mississauga and i half-heartedly mentioned it um after our third show and the interest was there but there's always hesitation to wonder if you have maxed maxed out your your capacity or your ability to draw any more people so you get a little bit nervous Mm-hmm. After we had our huge third show, which I believe you were at, the gym was packed Yeah, at uh, Kingston Gospel Temple, you know, over 700 people. We couldn't move in there. Um, when we started talking about show four, I put the idea out there of show five. And I said, what if we, while we're planning four, started planning five, and this is what I had in mind. And I told them my vision of a, like a wrestling legends convention during the day. Certainly not on the scale of what I saw, but something during the day followed by a show at night. So everybody seemed to think it was a good idea. 
how we would make that become a reality is really an interesting, you know, series of events, fate, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but July of last year, while I was planning for the, I started calling people and saying, Hey, you know, this is what I have in mind. And one of the first calls was to, to Tommy dreamer. I said, look, this is what I have in mind. Um, if I could make this a reality and if we could, you know, get a venue and if everything falls into place, would you help me do this event? And without hesitation, he said, of course I would. So uh, with that, armed with that, I thought, hey, I'm comfortable pursuing this. We obviously need a, a very large venue to do something like this. And at the time, uh, the formerly known K-Rock Center was, was being renamed. Uh, the naming rights were purchased by Leon, the local furniture company here in Kingston. Yeah. And again, this was... You know, this was early in the process, not related to what was happening at the time, but will factor in very soon. So I started kicking the tires on a few things and figuring out, hey, could, could we come up with the money? Because the money is the big thing. You know, the one thing Tommy Dreamer taught me, uh, spending time around him and being around him for his events and his live events and helping them with, with things is, if you don't have the money to pay your talent before you put your tickets on sale, don't run your show. Because then yeah. you're counting on a gate and anything could happen. That's that it's it exact, tornado, exact same in comedy. Right. Yeah. Don't 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 any any anything. Yeah. yeah. So so we had been sponsored uh, on a small level for year three by uh, the Kinsman Club of Kingston. Uh, I happen to be friends with uh, one of its members, a former president. So I asked him to a lunch. We sat down to lunch, and I, I laid out this vision for him. And he was immediately intrigued. He said, I think this is a great idea. Um, I think, you know, if you got a large enough venue, that you could that you could certainly pull this off. And I think, you know, if you put, a, put together a strong presentation and a strong pitch, you know, maybe the Kinsman Club would consider helping you out. So that was a, that to me was was the green light to at least take a run at this. So while we were planning for, which was our biggest show to date, booking flights and making sure town had letters to get up here and silent auctions and everything else that our show encompasses, promotion things like that, I was behind the scenes, you know, with Sean Quigley and Justin coming up with a business plan. How could we we make this? So we came up with a business plan. It was a very simple. Hey, if we had a venue, we put this number of tickets on, we bring up this number of legends, we do a legends convention during the day, and then, you know, I've got Tommy Dreamer able to help me with the booking, and then we do a show at night. I still had some, some doubt in the back of my mind. I needed to feel like I could offer something, pardon the train here. Oh, that's all right. I feel like I could offer something to... Uh, to make it even bigger because again we were drawing a thousand people but the ask now would be to draw three times that and you know was word of mouth enough was you know spending a little bit more money in advertisement was what we were doing making enough of a difference and getting enough 
attention from people. And are there 3,000 wrestling fans in Kingston who would be willing to come and watch an independent wrestling show? That's a big question. WWE can come in here and draw 2,500 without batting an eye. Yeah. But we don't, we don't have that kind of exposure. So I said to Tommy, I said, hey, how about a co-promoted show? You know, you bring House of Hardcore. We have ours. We do this Legends event during the day and a show at night. And again, the answer was yes, absolutely. Um, we had done a show in Napanee last year, House of Hardcore, you know, which did fairly well yeah. for the first time uh, coming through. Uh, so I thought, hey, our brand, we're strong. We have a you know a thousand strong uh, plus fan. Tommy's name recognition, his company, combined with the fact that we can offer a, a Legends convention during the day, and I knew with Tommy booking the legends that they would be significant. I said, all right, now we need a venue. So at this point we were getting close to our December show. Um, a friend of mine works for the Kingston Frontenac, a dear friend of mine. I talked to him about this vision and he immediately said, Hey, let me talk to the owner of Leon's Chris Kircher. He has charity dates in his naming rights contracts with the venue. I think he would be interested in being involved with this and donating you one of those dates. Oh, that's nice. So at that yeah. point, at that point, things started to become okay. This isn't just a a vision in my head. This is maybe a possibility. So we didn't get a meeting with uh, Chris until after Christmas, which it just got busy. December was our show, and then you're into the Christmas season, and everybody's busy. So in January, I sat down with uh, with my friend Justin Chenier. And uh, Chris McCurcher of the Frontenac, or of the Frontenac, of Leon's, Justin works for Frontenac, mm-hmm. and uh, I laid out this vision for him. Prior to that, we had been to the Kinsmen to make our pitch. In December, we met with the Kinsmen, we made our pitch, and they came back and said, we will get behind you financially on this event, which, again, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have had the meeting with, with Chris. Once the Kinsmen said, hey, we're behind you, I knew the bills would be paid for the legends part of the event, which would leave us only to raise the money to cover the rest of the show. So that being the local talent, the wrestling event, any of, you know, promotion, insurance, all the other mm-hmm. BS that goes with these types of events that people have no idea exist. <laughs> so I went into the meeting. I said, look, the Kinsmen are on board. Here's what we have in mind. And, uh, here's the charity that's involved. And right there on the spot, Chris McCurcher told me a story about how, uh, you know, when he was a kid, uh, he was helped out by by the charity uh, at an important time in his life. And not only was he donating us the venue, but, you know, because of some contractual stuff uh, involved with his charity dates that, you know, sort of prevent him from ho- putting holds on them for more than 60 days out, he said, hey, I will... Not only, you know, give you this date, I will put my own money up to secure it if that is what is required. So, I mean, what, what can you do, right? Yeah. Uh, absolutely blown away. I walked out of the meeting that day and went, my God, this is happening. I had a venue, the Leon Center, which holds 7,000 people. I had, you know, the, the financing secured, and I had a group of people uh in, in our Chinlock committee and youth diversion committee who were all on board, who were all in. So at that point I called Tommy and I said, it's on. 
and uh, the last, that was in January, I'm going to say around the 10th or so of January, that everything fell into place, and here we are, end of February, tickets are about to go on sale uh, next week online, we've announced a bunch of legends so far, we've announced some show talent, and some special guests. And I'm probably more stressed out than I've ever been in my life and more excited <laughs> at the same time. Well, I'm, I, I'm excited. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I've already turned down. Like, I was, I was upset that I had to take dates uh, the, last, the last time and I missed the show. But I, this time I specifically blocked off June 15th. And, uh, and I, I've already turned down two gigs from that weekend. So uh, there's no doubt about it. I am stoked and I'm going to be there. And, uh, it, it, you know, even the card, la the card, uh, Chinlock uh, 3, deeper, so why do I keep going back to Chinlock? I missed Dyslexic. Uh, Chinlock 3, it was almost like a, you almost have a, um, a festival atmosphere there. Like, not only did you bring the wrestling, but you have the band, and then you have all the vendors there, and some great talent with the vendors. Like, so you bring in some great artists. As well as you brought in, uh, you know, people that I, I picked up, uh, oh my God, four DVDs of, of Montreal International Wrestling. Uh, I was stoked about that. And then, of course, you had uh, Ricky signing autographs that year. And, you know, it's really like you could see the logical step as you bring in these people every year for meet and greets and stuff like that. That, you know, this was a really good idea to do this. And, you know, I think it's going to work out just fine. And you already have... You know, oh boy, uh, you know the the names that you're bringing in for the for the for the WrestleCon uh, for the daytime. You know, like they just keep getting better and better and better as you're announcing them. Uh, the last yeah. two I marked over here. I was like, I, you know, the, when you some Mark Henry's coming, that's huge. And 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 then Jimmy Hart. I'm like, oh my god. You know, not to mention Hornswoggle's already on board and. And of course, Billy Gunn's going into the Hall of Fame this year. What a perfect time to have him, uh, you know. And and uh, and who else? Who else do you have? Sorry, um, there's uh, oh Willie Mack is going to be there uh, as uh, he's yeah. also with House of Hardcore. Of course, Tommy Dreamer is going to be there. And I guess that the more uh, you know, and then you have a relationship with Smash. So you have the Pillars coming up from Smash Wrestling, uh, you know, and. Uh, and, and of course, and then you have your mainstays um, here in, in the, with CJ Felony and um, and uh, oh jeepers, the, I, I, I can see them, but I can't remember all their names. You have the insane, <laughs> you, have the, you have the Jesse Mack. The, yeah, the Jesse Mack is she still is she still the champion? She is still the champion uh, for a year and a half. You know, and one one thing that makes our event work and why an event like this has been able to grow so quickly because this is abnormal how, how fast this, uh, this event and this company has grown. We're opening a wrestling school now. Uh, is that Justin and I do this uh, purely out of love, purely out of love. We, we take nothing from this other than, uh, you know, the experience, the, uh, the chance to spend some time around uh, people that we love and, and admire and respect. And number one, and the, the number one reason that this company has succeeded is from day one, I wanted this event to be something that everyone could afford 
to attend. Uh, $10 tickets, uh, that's never changed, and that continues this year. I have less control over fees this year, unfortunately, but we are offering $10 tickets in the stands to see this ridiculously packed wrestling show that will we haven't even begun to announce the talent that will be on the, the, the show itself that night. Um, the, there's no exception. Uh, you know, we made it, we asked for a cash donation last year of uh, $60 to get autographs. That, it might have even been three for 50. I think it was three for 50. Uh, you could get an autograph and selfie with uh, all three of our guests last year for $50. All that money goes directly to charity. Our ticket prices, like I said, always been ten dollars, um, and this year is no exception. The, the ten dollar ticket exists. The four seats are twenty five dollars. The only two rows you can't get at are the first two because we've tied those seats into the Legends Convention uh, VIP packages. Uh, you know, I, I'm comfortable telling you what what those prices will be. We haven't officially announced those mm -hmm. yet, but uh, we are going to offer a VI the ultra VIP package is $200 plus HST and any other uh, ticketing fees online, things like that. Venue fees uh, that will get you an autograph and a selfie with every single talent we bring into that convention, including the headliners that we haven't even announced yet. Uh, and a front, uh, a row, a one or two row ticket to the show that night. So 200 bucks. You're meeting what probably will be between 10 and 15 wrestling legends for a picture with them, an autograph from them, and a and a ticket in the first two rows of the event. I mean, it's, it's untouchable. No, that is an, that's, that's an incredible deal. Incredible. We we've we've kept that model, and you know when I when I did this event, I said, hey. Yeah, we could probably get $500 for these packages, but why would we? Why would we change what we stand for, what we believe in? And the idea is that every, literally every dollar, you know, is worth $2 to a charity. So I can't offer those packages any lower and, and pay for this event, but I can offer it at that $200. You get to sit in the first two rows for what will be an insane show, and you'll, you'll be meeting... You know, Mark Henry, Hornswoggle, uh, Tugboat, uh, Billy Gunn, Tommy Dreamer, uh, Jimmy Corderas, Jimmy Hart, and we have, um, if if our headliner agrees to uh, can, 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 can sign this uh, deal with us by next week, they will blow your mind. So That's, uh, uh, it's exciting. Uh, it is exciting. It's very exciting. It's a great way to kick off the summer, for starters. Because it's going to be a summer yeah. filled with fantastic wrestling, and then um, you know, and it's just it's it's just a great thing. Will you be now, Mike? I'm curious. Will there be a silent auction anywhere? There will not be this year. Oh, We're straying no. away from the, the thing. <laughs> We're straying away from the auction. We may do. We may put together some uh, some packages. Oh, so or, like some draws. Uh, yeah. Like a raffle or yeah. something like that. The the silent auction. It, Believe it or not, is one of the most difficult parts of of the event. It's it's a significant amount of work, and we thought this event is so large that it might be very difficult to to manage everything else we have going on and 
add in the silent auction and you know so i i i think what you might see would be we are already getting donations of stuff um i think we might put them together into four or five packages and uh, and do a raffle or something uh 50 50 or something of, of that nature that's cool uh we did the we did the rest of the SummerSlam dream package last year which which sold out um Someone's going to. There's a gentleman here in Kingston who's going to be taking his son to SummerSlam. Uh, you know, all expenses paid. We got luggage, uh, two tickets to SummerSlam, two tickets to Monday Night Raw, uh, hotel accommodations for all nights, and uh, it should be it should be it should be fun. I can't so, wait. Do you, we try no. and do. Sorry, go on. Sorry. We we try and do. I you know I try and come up with creative things every year that that will, you know, sell tickets. That, that's the idea. You want to sell a ticket to your event. And when you're booking talent, you have to, you know, be aware of what, how many tickets can a, can a talent sell. That's business. That's the business side of, of it. I've learned from Tommy Dreamer. And to this day, he and I still have debates. And But I, I always defer to him. You know, if he tells me that someone's worth this much and no more, then that's what we offer. Mm-hmm. Right? Trying to trying to offer something different every year um, and be creative is, is kind of my strength. Last year it was my idea to do the SummerSlam raffle, but WWE was generous generous enough to donate tickets. Um, you know, we, we found some hotels, and it's just it's just terrific. I mean, this community here in Kingston blows me away. Gino's Pizza, Noel, Morano, and Aaron, and the and the Morano family. Uh, they've dumped thousands of dollars into helping helping our event. Chris McCurcher, the Leon's family, uh, Muhammad Hussein, uh, Jippy Grill, uh, K Rock, you know, 1057 with with donations. My company, The Wig. Uh, we just, I mean, what can what can you say about uh, SBT Comics and Games? These people hand over their their own money from their own businesses out of their own pocket to see this event succeed. And you know, at the end of the day, it succeeded because because of them, because of the, the community coming out and supporting these events. Yeah. And that's and that's uh, that's fantastic to hear because you know, not only are you bringing because you're bringing a show for the community, but it's great to see that the community's on board and they want the show as well because they know the potential um, behind it. Now, it's so funny because um, I guess when House of Hardcore was last in Philadelphia, I guess this is not very much, not long ago, um, they had sort of a comic, uh, a WrestleCon going on during the day there as well. And I don't think the two yeah. were connected, but my buddies were also at the WrestleCon from We Watch Wrestling. They had a, a yeah. booth there as well. And they were laughing. They're like, uh, oh, yeah, so many wrestlers, like the Sandman was there. And they're like, uh, you know, so many wrestlers obviously had their gear with them and everything. Because they're like, well, what are you doing tonight? Are you going to the show? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to the show yet tonight. It, it, you know, like it, like a lot of the wrestlers thought they might be included on the House of Hardcore show that night. So they were like, <laughs> they're all waiting for the invite or whatever. They're all sticking around. And it's like, no, none of them were used. They were, the card was already set, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I thought I thought that was pretty funny, you know. Just like, oh, because yeah, yeah, you, you always hear the, a couple of those, uh, yeah. those events in Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. You know, we, we, I, I, 
somebody asked me this morning about the Undertaker and his availability, and I did reach out to the Undertaker for this event, but never heard back. I actually reached out twice. Yeah. Um, you know, twenty-five thousand dollars U.S. for an hour is a significant. You're talking Hulk Hogan like, uh, you know, money. Yeah. You know, I just don't. It doesn't make sense. Twelve hundred people would need to go through the lineup uh, per hour to to pay that bill, and each paying about two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, you know, for a literally a two-second experience. Now, what would it cost well, to get Brian Lee to dress up like The Undertaker? <laughs> uh, probably about uh, one one-thousandth of that price. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should go but that I way. Mean, <laughs> when, when we sat down to plan this event, you know, I threw out all the scenarios to the group. I said, look, here's, here's I talked to WWE, my friends in WWE. I said, hey, you have experience with these events. You're behind the scenes with these events. How many people could you push through a line per minute for two hours? And it startled me how many people WWE can push through a line in, you know, in an hour, in a minute. Yeah. Four, five, six people a minute. I mean, you're talking 10-second interaction. Yeah, you don't Um, get much. But still, it's still worth it. And I felt that 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 interaction would leave more of a sour taste in, in people's mouths depending on the price, I mean, there's, there's obviously, if you're going to meet the undertaker and you're going to pay 200 bucks, is a 10 second experience for you going to satisfy that your dollar, like your expense. So at the end of the day, we decided, Hey, we'll, we'll max or we will limit the numbers of tickets available for all these legends. So when these tickets go on sale next Friday and, and Monday in person, there are literally 200 VIP packages available. That's it. 200 people will get their 200 seats in the first two rows. After yeah. that, you, you have to pick and pay. Or And, and there are 300 uh, tickets available to meet the headliner outside of those 200 that will be in VIP packages. So there's, there's only 500 tickets to meet our headliner available. You know, the feeling there is we have six hours, 500 tickets, the VIP holders will get the first 90 minutes to themselves, and then the, and then we'll give the talent a, a short break, and we'll open the doors for the general public at noon. So there'll be four hours for 300 people to be able to meet the headliners. I think that sets a nice pace for both the talent and the fan. So the fan can roll up and say, hey, you know, I love this match. Uh, you know, you, you changed my life. You, you know get a handshake, mm-hmm. you know, put their item down to get autographed and, and tr- go in behind and get a picture with them and shake their hand and be gone. You know, you'll get 30 seconds. You, you might get 30 seconds. You might get 20 seconds. You might get 40 seconds. At least you'll walk away from from the experience thinking, hey, I got to meet so-and-so, and I got to shake their hand and ask them a question, and, and, I, and, and I have a picture to prove it and an autograph to prove it. To me... You know, that's of more value than, you know, jumping in a line, waiting an hour to get up there, and then getting told by someone wearing a, a, a suit, step up, give me your photo, take the picture, and then move on. Yeah. So that, that's how we built this, this, this event. There are a limited number of tickets to meet all of our legends um, and, and our headliner, but I think 
at the end of the day, people will walk away being being not only satisfied that they didn't pay a lot for the experience and the money that they did pay to go into charity, but that they got an intimate experience at the same time. 100%. Like, I am totally stoked about meeting Jimmy Hart. I am so excited. He's managed, you know, not only Hulk Hogan and not only Bret Hart, who are my two favorite, like, wrestlers of all time because Hogan got me in and Bret Hart I just loved later on uh Andy Kaufman as well he's managed Andy Kaufman who's also one of my heroes like you know and I'm just like I only know one guy that knows three of those my three of my heroes and it's Jimmy Hart and I'm just so stoked you know it's a it's a great card and it's well I don't even have I don't know what the card is yet but I know it's going to be great um Jimmy's, uh, I'm excited for Jimmy. Jimmy was uh, someone on my initial list. You know, it's, it's been an interesting, and I, I'm comfortable telling telling this because I won't name names, but it's been a really interesting experience uh, working with Tommy on this. Some people, when you reach out to them, and I, I fear this might have been what, you know, turned The Undertaker away, is when you tell them your event is for charity, I, I feel like people feel like you're asking them to take cut for the a price. discount. Yes. Right, which which I'm not. I, not once have I ever asked anyone for a discount. What I do say is the proceeds from this are going to go to charity, so merch is not an option, right? We need you to give us a price that is based on you coming up and signing autographs for, you know, for 5 hours. Yeah. Um and so we've had some no's uh, we've had some some guesses. We've had some prices that were we weren't comfortable with, and we've had some absolute uh, total discounts. I mean, we're talking major major discounts because they've gotten behind the idea of this charity. That's and great. again, you know, Tommy Dreamer. What can I say? One of my one of my best friends in the whole world, family to me. Uh, a guy I would literally jump in front of a bullet for has, you know, worked tireless behind the scenes, listening to me whine and text him 25 times a day. And, uh, you know, he he's the reason that uh, all of this is, is happening the way that it is happening. And his involvement makes me, makes me believe that this is, will be a success. He was the final piece of, of the puzzle for me. Uh, if, if you've never had a chance to meet Tommy Dreamer, you need to come to this event and, and meet this man. He is all heart. He would give you the shirt off of his back. Uh, he is nothing but generous to, to, to people in wrestling. He's helped more people in the business of wrestling than anyone I know. And uh, it's the first time we have him on Chinlock, and it's, it's perfectly timed. Yeah, he's very he's very generous. I can attest for that because you've set me up with him and ha- and I've had him on the show and and you know just even to ask people to donate it like maybe an hour of their time just to come on a talk show and just talk to someone they don't even know is it, just so yeah. generous and so kind and because it, it's hard to get people to do an hour like you know that's why I changed the the show to be lesser than an hour now because it's just easier to ask people for a half hour. Uh, than it is to get an yeah. hour out of them, but you know to, to yeah. take the time and to talk to someone for an hour, you know, and it's one of my favorite episodes. You know, there's uh, 
you know it, it's it's so so kind and so generous and uh not only that i really enjoyed the house of hardcore show last year it was uh you know it was so much fun the the card itself and everything and uh yeah and, and, it, and it was a great time um now let's we've, uh, got, some, we've got some great stuff planned for matt for the show too so well, that's super fantastic. Now, um, now, uh, following uh, Chinlock's history, is CJ Felony banned, or will he be showing up? Or is he going to be there to cause trouble? Oh. Is he looking to wreck this thing? What's going on? I uh, appeared on uh, the CKWS Morning Show last week uh, to promote the the event with Bill Lichka, who. We uh, honored with Bill Wilitschka Appreciation Night uh, at uh, Chinlock 4, and C.J. Felony, who had been banned from the building, found his way into the building <sighs> and attacked Bill and ruined uh, Bill Wilitschka Appreciation Night. But thankfully, the Honky Tonk Man uh, came out and uh, and rescued Bill. The Honky Tonk Man, if uh, you're not uh, familiar, is Bill Wilitschka's wrestling hero. So uh, the Honky Tonk Man came out, rescued uh, Bill, and Justin uh, C.J. Felony was put out of the building and uh, came back again and, you know, thought he had teamed himself up with Vicky Guerrero, only to find out that I knew that he would try that, and Vicky was working with me the whole time. So C.J. Felony once again ended the show on his back, sleeping in the ring where he belongs. Now, that brings us to this year. Last week on uh, the morning show... With Bill, um, Bill surprised me by asking me uh, to face C.J. Felony in a match at Chinlock 5. And uh, not only did I grant the match, our first official match of the show, but I promised Bill I would deliver C.J. Felony to the CKWS morning show on a future uh, date to sign the contract. So there will be an official contract signing of that match live on the air at some point uh, leading up to the show. Oh boy! Uh, well, I if I know anything about Felony is not banned. I well, he's he's so he's not banned. He will be a part of it. He is not banned. He well, will be a part of Chinlock Five. Well, I be I be a little worried about about the way he's going to handle himself. Uh, that that uh, you know because this guy is nothing but trouble. Um, now let's shift gears before I let you go. Uh, we can talk a little sure. bit about WWE. Uh, Hall of Fame, Degeneration X going in. All um, yes. the majority of Degeneration X are going in. Uh, Rick Rude, who's already in the Hall of Fame, so it doesn't really matter. I think if he's in there or not, I'd like to see him in there, but it doesn't matter. He's already in the Hall. Um, but however, the bulk of DX going in. Uh, how do you feel about that? I think it's great. I mean, you think about the Attitude Era and. You know, you think you, you first probably think about Stone Cold Steve Austin and, and The Rock, but that's very quickly followed by Degeneration X. I think Degeneration X was is is the the perfect uh, if you had to put a face on the Attitude Era that wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think you know DX perfectly represents what that uh, era stood for. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, they they were the greatest stable to hit wrestling, uh, you know, since the four horsemen, they probably are the second greatest stable in, in the history of the business. And, 
you know, I, I suppose you could make an argument that uh, the NWO would be would be on the same level, but DX never uh, branched out and became almost an entire brand the way that uh, the NWO did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, what what can you say? I mean, I remember China coming out of the crowd. Uh, the Road Dog and Billy Gunn were were enhancement talent, basically. Yeah. Uh, who were brought into, you know, this, this vision that Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels had. Um, one of, like I said, the, probably the second greatest stable of all time behind the, behind the horsemen. Well, I'll never forget um, um, the night after the screw job was in Ottawa, and I was there, and I was on the floor, like five rows back, and that's the first time they ever played the DX music. They weren't officially <laughs> titled DX at that point, it was just Shawn Michaels and uh, and Hunter and China just sort of hanging out, and the three of them were always coming down. But then the music came out that night. They started Raw with the music. We were like, oh, what the hell is this? And then DX came out. And I feel like that was you know, the official beginning of DX, even though um, yeah. the one night only from England kind of might have been the official beginning where they, they really look, okay, these guys are – faction um i think it's great that they're going in uh i think billy gunn could have went in on his own uh because of all his tag titles i think china could have went in on her own and but like i said uh, or i saw you post somewhere who's to say that she won't ever be inducted on her own oh, that could still happen she's 100 percent. she she will 100 percent be going in on her own you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if she went on went in on her own this year the first double uh you know person to go in twice in one year uh, China is and was uh, and still is, you know, one of the the game changers in the, in the entire business. Yes, one hundred percent, and especially where you see like the WWE right now is kind of teasing a little bit with uh, intergender action going on with sure. Nia Jax crossing yeah. into the Men's Royal Rumble this past year. It was very uh, China esque, and um, yeah. and you know uh, it's been a long time since we've had. Um, intergender wrestling and it only seems right to maybe start it back up because jeff jarrett's back and uh maybe becky lynch can build, can beat him up uh you know uh but i just i just uh i think i think it's great i think dx is a great way to start off the hall of fame i don't know who else is going in this year i was really hoping as every year i hope for the heart foundation that whole faction just to go in i think that's the best way to you know induct uh, maybe Davey and Owen without controversy. Um, I, I really was hoping Jim can go in on his own, or or just or even the Hart Foundation tag team, like uh, with Jimmy Hart, because I don't know if Jimmy Hart's in. Um, but uh, I'm he I'm, is he is 2004? in. Okay, I think he was 2004 or 2005. But I'm excited. I always love the Hall of Fame. I always love uh, to see who's going in. WrestleMania is going to be great. SummerSlam, do you have any idea when the tickets for SummerSlam will be going on sale? I'm only asking you because you broke the story in Canada. So I figure you're the person yeah, to ask. I, I've gotten nothing from WWE yet on the on-sale date. I get asked, you know, I was getting asked weekly. Now, not it hasn't been in a little while yet, but uh, people check in with me from time to time. And uh, I don't think they're going to go on sale until after WrestleMania. I, mean, I think yeah. you look at the venue. You look at the venue. It only holds eighteen or nineteen thousand people. Maybe, 
maybe 21,000 with that configuration uh, and, and the floor seats. So you're not looking at a, a whole heck of a lot of tickets to sell. So that will be an event that will sell out in minutes. Oh, yeah. I, I guarantee you 100%. SummerSlam in Toronto tickets will be gone in 15 minutes. Um, scalpers, you know, Ticketmaster bots, whatever you want to say, will probably, you know, put a heavy hit in on that as well. But that's why I even think if they didn't, yeah. That event would sell sells out in fifteen minutes. The first time ever. Um, for, is, is that the first SummerSlam in Toronto? Second SummerSlam. Second. I think it's the second SummerSlam in Toronto. It is the second. Never yes. been a royal. Never been a royal. Never Rumble. been a royal. Never no. been a royal Rumble. Second. I was at the last SummerSlam, two thousand and three or four, in uh, in Toronto. I still have the media accreditation from that. So yeah, no, I, I I have a feeling right after WrestleMania, those tickets will uh, will go on sale. So we've Good. got another two months to wait or so. I think the best way to do it is they offer packages usually through WWE.com for the whole weekend, stuff like that. Like you yeah. know, buy the whole package, get your takeover, and get your SummerSlam, get them together, you know, and get your Raw together. Yeah. Like buy them all together. You're right. That's because that's, that's the best way to do it because the scalpers don't buy them that way. They yeah. Buy them individually exactly so So i think that's the best way to do it if you're a fan and uh best way to get your money's worth jan uh i hope you're not still driving i don't know you're you're like yeah i'm in belleville now i'm i'm in napanee now i'm here to you know get my hair cut and grab something to eat and then off to work awesome well i'm gonna let you go uh thank you for coming on the show today and uh talking about chinlock five and letting all the people um everything about it and uh yeah it's always it's always great talking to you and uh we'll see you soon all right brother i appreciate it thanks as always all right have a great one and i appreciate the time thanks you jan too. bye now take care man awesome yeah, bye. never sleeps network This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.